Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you? Really good. I'm highly caffeinated, but really good. <laughs> Caffeine's good. Caffeine's it's really good. good. Keeps the world doesn't keep the world the wheels turning, doesn't it? Yeah, I think after five, though, you should probably stop. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that for me, caffeine's not a big problem. Like I can have caffeine, go to bed, and hit the pillow, and just crash. Yeah, you're one of the lucky ones. Not people, me. I so know. Much. I know some people struggle with caffeine. Mm, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to slow down on it. <laughs> you have to slow down on it. So today, Terry, we kind of going to be talking about, I suppose, uh, the benefits of being involved mm. in a group of people with similar attitudes and similar goals as yourself yeah. to, to how that can actually, I suppose, how it can enhance your experience as a photographer. Yes, yes. By, you know, being a part of a community or, yeah. a, or a tribe. Yeah, so like a photographic community you mean, don't you? Yeah, photographic yeah. community because... We all we all bounce off each other at the yeah, end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we all kind of I suppose gravitate together. And I mean, people who listen to this podcast listen mm. to it because they're interested in photography. So they're kind of a part of the tribe. Like yeah. they've, they've come in and they've listened to the, the podcast. So there's tribes of I suppose or or communities of photographers everywhere out yeah, there. Yeah, so, yeah. And I think it's really beneficial as well, no matter what level of experience you've got or skill set that you kind of surround yourself by people, as you say, exactly. from a community exactly. so that you can grow and learn, ask questions, seek guidance, yep. get your work critiqued. There's so many benefits. Exactly. Look, and I think that's the thing. It's it's kind of like to grow as a person, you need to put yourself in positive spaces. Mm, mm. So you need to put yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, and being that photography is one of those creative pursuits that mm. not everyone not everyone gets no get it they don't <laughs> they don't so when you talk about photographic communities where do you, where can we find these i communities? mean look i mean they, in in the simplest forms they could be a camera club there could be a yeah. local camera club yeah so you have those photographic communities and nearly every nearly every like major town mm. Region will have a photography club, mm, and you've had experience actually running camera clubs, haven't you? Like no, photographic not, clubs, not photographic clubs as such. I mean, mm. I've done, I've been involved in building some communities, photography yeah. communities. You know, we did a thing many years ago called Photo Cafe, which you were a yes, part of. Yes, yeah. So that's... we had this, we had this community of people that would come together one one you know night per month. Yeah. To share coffee and cake and yes and talk photography yeah and so it, that was a community it was amazing it was almost like a networking opportunity for for not just established photographers but amateurs or yeah, exactly. hobbyists or you know anyone that that really liked taking photos really well it was kind of i think the other thing what it was it was a release for people they, they could sit down and talk to people about things they loved mm-hmm. that they couldn't sit down and talk to their family about because the family yeah. did not want to know no about the amazing <laughs> about that amazing bokeh you can get from their new 1.2 F1.2 50mm lens they described. Such a relatable conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like finding people that speak your language as well, isn't it? It is. Quite often on Facebook you see these shirts and it's got a picture of the shirt's got 
probably the manual settings of a camera. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the picture of an iPhone. (laughs) No, no, no. This has got this has got the the picture of the of the um, you know the back of a camera typically, and it's got you know the it'll have the shutter speed, it'll have Mm. the ISO, it'll have Mm. the the f-stop and the white balance and all this type of stuff. And Mm -hmm. relating to the fact that if you know what those symbols mean you're a photographer <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's like the secret handshake <laughs> yes and i've seen people with um the aperture tattoos on their arms yeah and i'm like yeah they must shoot they must they must really love photography yeah, yeah. well if this sounds some crazy crazy hieroglyphics or something yes. from from um i don't know from egypt yeah. or somewhere and how do you think as well that the photographic communities that have been created whether they be small town big cities anything like that how do you think that they've evolved over the years They've evolved differently, and look, I mean, there's some some of the photographic communities extend nationally, yeah, and, and globally as well, yeah, well, and globally. But I yeah. mean, what the one that I, I I can probably talk about and I know a bit about is the the Canon Collective. Yeah, tell me a bit about that one. Well, Canon um, many many years ago um, decided to start the a thing called the Canon Collective. So their idea was to that people mm. had bought cameras, yes, and they'd buy cameras with good intentions, take them home. Unbox mm-hmm. them, take some pictures. After a few weeks of taking pictures, it goes up on the shelf and it sat there. And they felt yeah. like such a shame to have such great pieces of equipment uh-huh. and not be out there using them. So yeah. these these are kind of yeah the the enthusiast hobbyist type um, yeah. photographers. Yeah. So Canon looked at I think ways that they could actually bring together those people. So mm-hmm. what they decided was they decided to start doing right across Australia, some workshops. So they started mm. of all various different things, whether it be a sunset. And my and look, my very first experience with the Canon Collector was a sunset shooter. Right? Really? Yeah. So, you know, and like I can't tell you how many people. There, there, there was an excess. <laughs> there was probably an excess of 20 people. And how many years ago was that? Was that in the, the that was in, dare that, I say, it, the film days? <laughs> no, no, not that far back. <laughs> that, that was a bit about six, six and a bit years ago. So that was the very first, my very first introduction, and I met the two local guys um, who were the Canon ambassadors who were, you know, kind of running it. Yeah. So Cole Baker and um, Greg Sullivan, who the most of the the Brisbane community and a lot, a lot of the um, Australian photography community know know those guys quite well. Yeah. And my first, I suppose, my first reaction was, you know, you're not sure you're meeting these people for the first time. Mm. Not sure, but. Instantly, there was that kind of welcoming, mm. just feel like just well, oh yeah, how you going? You you mm. here to, to shoot sunset with us? Blah blah blah, and well, oh, what are you shooting with? And da da da, and mm. and have you tried this lens? Would would you like to try a fishlight lens? Oh, oh okay, let's try. <laughs> That's let's generous. Put a, let's put an eight fifteen on my full body camera. And <laughs> wow, look at mine the, is blown. Look at that big world you can catch of the eight yeah. mil. So so it's really from that. From that get go, and the other thing was there was a bunch of other people there which you started talking to, mm-hmm. and they all had you know different interests or different stuff. Oh, what are you shooting with? Oh, what do you normally shoot? Da da da. Mm. So, and instantly there was friendships formed from that very first day. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and that community then went on to keep growing and growing with mm-hmm. the number of kind of I suppose events. So people would be. Oh, when you know, there's such and such event. Are you going to that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really interested. I'm going to go to that. I'll see you there, type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, and and I think that's that community started. That's where that community started, and it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And like I said, it's amazing, and it's helped so many photographers 
that people who were shooting at that kind of enthusiast level had the ability to shoot pro, right? Yeah. Didn't have the confidence to get to that pro level. Yeah. But by going and doing these workshops and being a part of that community and be able to then send off an email or a text to someone mm. in that group and say, hey, I've been asked to shoot this and I know I need a flash and I'm just not sure, da, da, da. Yeah. To, to get some advice saying, well, this is what you should do. Yeah. A lot of those people in that community went on to become, you know, semi and professional photographers because mm. it just gave them that confidence boost that they needed, mm. being able to get, I suppose, that access to that to the knowledge. Because it can be quite intimidating and frightening to go to any networking or community kind exactly. of events, to and, be honest. And it's right. So you go, you, I mean, the, the level of thing is you, if you go to say, and I've been to quite a lot of camera trade show type yeah. scenarios. And, yeah. And typically like, so these are people who are, you know, know a lot about the, the technical side of it. So yeah. people are sometimes reluctant to ask the question because they, they don't want to ask the silly question. Yeah. There is no silly questions, by the way. That's, <laughs> that's a myth. <laughs> the silly question is usually, where is the bar? It's <laughs> over there. <laughs> Terry missed the bar. So the, I think the, it's a, it was, it's just such a, a different approach. The Canon Collective was such a different, it was casual, mm. but professional. If that yeah. Kind of, it, I mean, it's kind of, I know it's kind of like, how can it be casual and professional? That's yeah. kind of like, well, but it is, it was that. But it was inviting and warm as well, yeah. so people were invited. But everyone helped each other. Yeah. So you felt that there was a real, not just that that sense of community, and I'm using inverted quote, quotation marks when I say that, but it was also quite easy for you to find a mentor or find someone to aspire to be like as exactly. well because it was such a welcoming environment. That's right. And like no question was kind of too hard yeah. for anyone to answer. Like everyone wanted, everyone genuinely wanted to help the next person yeah. out. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's the great thing about communities, like, we all have our own skill base, mm-hmm. right? Whether it be skills in a particular area of photography or, you know, in business and photography. So there's, there's areas of skill that you have that I don't have and vice versa. It's beer drinking, let's be honest. <laughs> Designing tiny houses, beer drinking. drinking. Eating chocolate cake. Eating chocolate cake. There you go, <laughs> trifactor. Um, so what happens is that people can then know that um, there's always someone in the group that will have the answer. Yeah. And I think what happened was the Canon Collective became like very, very successful very quickly, you know, spread all around Australia. So there was basically events happening all around Australia. Mm-hmm. They went into the regions. So people were mm. in the regions were able to to basically get um, involved in photography challenges and workshops and all types of stuff so it really opened the doors for a lot of people and that's a really important thing that you've just highlighted actually that they did go into the regional communities and they did kind of invoke that educational purpose yes that's right i mean and that's look the their goal really i think was the fact that people had this equipment sitting at home and they wanted people to to get out and use it Mm. i mean it was probably quite good for Canon too, the fact that people get out and use it and once they kind of start using it go, well, I really do need another lens. Yeah. So, I mean, and let's face it, I mean, we all, as photographers, we all love gear. Oh, yeah. You know? Like yeah. You always love playing with something new, a new yeah. lens or something. So, so it gave people the purpose then to go out and shoot. Yeah. To get a new lens because now they understood, 
oh, now I, now I understand the value of having yeah. a, a fast prime lens. I didn't understand that before. And I can relate to that being a new shooter, not understanding the benefit of having a prime lens, maybe using one once or twice and not really understanding why, how, Yes, and, what the, for. and, the, and the benefits, how it was going to actually yeah. impact on your photography Absolutely. and make your photography actually better. Absolutely. By having that prime lens. Yeah, so true, so true. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. So the... In that particular instance with the Canon Collective, I mean, it, it grew, like I said, fairly quickly. And then it also it also spilled over into an online community. Mm. And we've, there's been some changes. Yeah, yeah, you were mentioning that before. And so what's happened, unfortunately, obviously due to a, a r- whole range of different factors globally, you know, financially, COVID, the whole box and dice has changed the way things are, which made it very difficult to do face-to-face workshops and, like I said, yeah, extra pressure on camera manufacturers to mm. to keep costs under control, and they, I mean to do these things are not cheap. No, um, because Canon did them very very well. Like they they, you know, their delivery was excellent. Yes, yeah, the quality of the workshop, yes, was, you know, top shelf, it was excellent. Yes. So I think the but unfortunately they became a victim of a lot of things that have happened over the, this last year. Um, yeah, and it's so the workshops now. By the time this podcast comes out, the workshops will have completely finished. Mm. And um, but fortunately, the good news, and that's something I'm, you know, that I'm involved in as well, is the good news is that mm. the the online group continues to to live, and Canon are going to support the online group. And mm-hmm. what Canon have done is they've actually selected a number of people, a couple of people from the community, yes, to be what they call Canon Collective community managers. So yeah. that's that's actually. I'm taking up a role in that group. Incredibly exciting for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, look, I'm super excited because I love that community and yeah. I do love and that's what I thought, um, you know, that's what I thought we need to do a, we need to do a podcast and talk about communities. It's something yeah. I want to talk about. And I thought, yeah. well, great segue here that, that now I'm directly um, a part of a, yeah. of a community that I'm going to help, hopefully help shape and, you know, inspire people Mm, um, mm. because obviously, you know, and look, I mean, people will be able to get access to workshops elsewhere, but we need to support people within that community. And the other thing, which is a lot of the, a lot of people in that community are in regional areas. So they they don't actually have a shooting buddy that they can just pick up the phone and say, hey, Terry, you want to come and shoot a sunset with me at Lake Samsonvale? Yeah. Oh yeah, just got to drive like. Five 10, hours, yeah, 10, ten hours, 15, a lot of, <laughs> of beers in between there. <laughs> so, but what they can do is they can they can get some inspiration by looking at what other people are doing. Mm. Also, they've been able to be able to share their work. Mm. And so, what platforms can people hook into that community? It's it's well, the thing I love about it is it's a Facebook group. So, yeah. So it's a it's a private group. Yes. So which means that you basically become a part of that group. So you look it up on Facebook, the yes. Can- Canon Collective. You'd find the group and you asked to be involved in the group and yes. you'd be accepted into the group. And there's a whole lot of conversations going on and I was just showing you some stuff. Mm. People will ask questions great about Great questions in that group. Yeah, really and then, good questions. And, and there's a great knowledge base in that group. Yeah. So there's a lot of people in there who have have knowledge yes. and can share that knowledge. So yes. someone will ask a question and then someone will get an answer fairly quickly normally. Really good interaction rate from what I can see. Like it's it's very different to any communities that I've kind of seen in the past yes and, yeah. look, and, and i'll tell you a little story four years ago 
I, I decided that, oh, what would be nice to have a bit of kind of discussion in the group. So I started asking on every Saturday morning, I just, I asked a random question about photography mm. and people would answer that question. And over four years, it became a thing where people would actually look for my question. I wonder what <laughs> Stephen's going to ask today. Really? Wow. Yeah, which, which was really nice. So people actually, and again, it was that sense of community that, yeah. that it was actually people, it was something that they said, oh, I don't look in too often, but I always look in on Saturday morning. I want to see what Stephen's asking and what, because, and some people say, even though I don't comment, I just love reading. I yeah. love reading all the comments from people expressing their their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the great thing is obviously that's going to continue to happen because I'm now, like I said, going to be more involved in that community, mm-hmm. being able to do some things and going to introduce some new things into that community as well. Because yeah, nice. So we're going to inspire people. Yeah. Things like we're going to, you know, basically spotlight some of the members and show some of the great work that they've done. And that's really important from a sense of perspective of, of being recognised yes. as a community well, member. recognised basically by your peers too. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, it's great to, for the family to say, gee, Terry, you take great photos. <laughs> Which is really, that's You're my fan best. base at the moment. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> my dad's my greatest fan. Yeah. So, but it's always nice when other photographers, you know, say hey I really like what you've done there for that mm. shot Terry that's that's really stunning like I yeah. love how you pose the, yeah. the bride and groom and and you know how you've used the light there it's fantastic so it's kind of a place where people can go and get that kind of honest feedback without being trolled or yeah or, and, and look there's kind of zero tolerance in that group for yes for I was trolls. just about to ask you that how mm. do you how do you monitor that kind of behavior because it's it been, does happen it's been always been very very heavily controlled that people people look people will try and bait people up with a question yeah to try and get a reaction that yeah it's just but those people did they get shut down very quickly yeah they, and and honestly they're not the type of people that you want in your community no you don't want people you want again people who are going to lift people up that's right you don't want to have people that are going to pull people down that's not what you want in the that's community exactly at all right. so yeah so it's kind of like and, and they've done a really good job canon's done a really good job of keeping that community safe mm-hmm. so it's kind of like got big um shoes to fill here <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had, I mean the because all the canon and ba- amazing um canon ambassadors who have been working for canon for all these years doing that that was a part of their job too to, to kind of keep keep that group on the straight and narrow yeah so there'll still be canon admins yes um and i should mention my my other partner in crime is jules ingle so jules is a photographer from the Gold Coast. Yes. And um, so Jules and I will be sharing the responsibilities as, as a Canon Collective Community Managers and, you know, we'll be you know, responsible for setting challenges and and, yeah. and doing stuff and trying to, like I said, keep people in, inspired. Yeah, and I have to say as a female photographer, it's really nice to hear that there is a female representing a community as well. Yeah, and look, I mean, one, I'm, look, I'm, I'm all, always mindful of keeping – gender imbalance like mm. like that you're not skewing it one way or the other because mm. traditionally traditionally I think in the old school way photographers you know is kind of considered kind of in a male type mm. role mm. today it's you know it's far from that I mean any any person of any persuasion can be a photographer exactly yeah um I mean like I said and I don't you can't say oh you know male photographer does a better job than a female and quite 
it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's just not an argument. It's no. just not a thing. Like no. Everyone brings their own uniqueness to the to the job and That's the role. That's exactly right. As photographers. Male, female, indifferent. And we all, we yeah. all look things differently. So, exactly. you know, and you and I could both be given the exact same brief. Yes. And given the exact same camera. Yes. And we could go out and shoot and come back with two completely different looking sets of images there you go there's a challenge for us one there's weekend a yeah there could be a challenge there. <laughs> terry could be chucking a challenge look to out me. <laughs> i might hold you to that yeah we might have to i've got a bit of spare time because of uh said covid, COVID that's it <laughs> so look we've been talking about communities and i suppose there's a lot of value in finding a community mm. that suits you yeah you know i agree mean? with you so whether it be that you find the type of photography that you're interested in, the gear that you're shooting with, uh, maybe it's it's it, it, a, a, like I, I just said type, I was going to say genre, but there's so many different ways to find that community. It could be the same values. You might be interested in, in leaving zero footprint in your environment when you yes. go out and take photographs. So there's so many communities oh, out exactly. there. Oh, exactly. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, so it, it could be around the brand you shoot with. It could mm. be around the style of things you shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm... I'm you know, if if you're a wedding photographer, then there's you know countless different wedding photography yeah, type. There is, there is, yeah. Groups that, that people share stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing is, when you find one where people actually openly share, that's mm-hmm. the type you want. You don't want where people just kind of don't want to tell you my secrets. You're not. Yes. Gonna, you're never going to find out. I've been part of um, some communities where I've asked lots of questions and have very very little interaction with my my questions. So yes. I've. I've make decisions not to be part of those communities because yes. I want I want to find a collective where I aspire to be like the the members that I'm interacting with. Yes. Not a group where I feel like I'm getting ignored. So I think that's really important for people to find as well and that safe environment like you mentioned before where there's no bullying or harassment or any kind of downplay downputting of of other members. Yeah, and there's no yeah. there's no gear shaming. Yeah. You know like oh you only got oh the xyz um, type of thing, and I think the thing about it is, is and people will ask really good questions. Or why? Mm. Why should I get? Why should I get the new mirrorless? Or why should I get that lens? Yeah. And then people will go, well, for these reasons, like, yeah. you know, if you're aspiring to be, to do portrait work, then maybe you know, an um, an eighty five mil prime is a really good lens for you to purchase. Yeah, which is something I'm actually considering. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so I mean, again, it's it's great to have that community where it can help you with your decisions around mm, purchase yes. and gear. Yes. And like I said, but also sometimes it gives people an idea of direction. Yeah. How that how they can do it. So listening to other people's stories about how they've been successful yes. in that community. Like people will share that information, how they started, the types of things they did, how they got to where they are today. That's right. That's right. So sometimes that's invaluable information. Yeah. And also relatable experiences for people as well. You know, it can make you recognize that you're on the right track or maybe you're going down the wrong track. Yes. There's so much that you can gain from it. So much. Oh, I'm saying the community, communities, look, we, we, we see it in other parts of life outside of our photography, mm. you know, think where you, you'd be a part of a community. And, and, you know, sometimes people like living in the little smaller regional areas because yes. they love that sense of community. That, yes. That, Everyone knows what the other person's basically doing uh-huh. and that type of stuff. Yes. And and that's always been a thing. Like, I mean, I think that's how Australia grew up. Like, we were a whole that's bunch right. of these little communities. 
That's so true. And it was funny, I was talking to someone the other day and I was talking about, uh, and I went to this, um, he was a customer actually, and I, we were chatting about things and he's a, he's a, um, does a lot of, he's got like a massive market garden in his backyard. He's got a big block of land, but he's got a big mat and he's an organic, like grows all. Yeah. He said, we don't buy anything from the supermarket, any veggies. He said, we grow everything Love here. it. Love it. And yeah. I said to him, it's interesting. I said, I, I can remember growing up, my grandparents lived at Wallowan in yes. Brisbane. Yes. And the blocks were quite big. Like the, the back they yards, were quite very, large back Very then. large blocks. Yeah. So a lot of people had a chicken run with mm-hmm. chickens. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather, he had, the neighbours had chickens. He had a massive market garden right? and he had a, had like a little fruit orchard. Yes. So he had like pawpaws and bananas yes. and, um, oranges and I think mandarins and as well as like the whole complement of veggies, like, you know, your beans, your carrots. Silver beet was always in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. Cho- chocos, the old choco vine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I never can really take to chocos, but anyway. Well, aren't they like in the McDonald's apple pies or something? Oh, that was well. That's your tea. We'll do, digress. Just uh, <laughs> this is this is something that's true. During World War Two, when fruit was difficult, like difficult to get, yeah, canned pears were actually chocos in pear sauce. Yeah, that does not surprise me at all because they're pretty much the same texture. Yeah, if you cook it enough, a choco, it will look like a pear. So it's a little bit, a little bit digressing there, but yeah, so you can dress up, dress them up. But I mean, the point I was making, I was saying to him, we were talking. I was saying, oh, it's great how you grow everything. And he said, I can remember as a kid growing up, I'd go down the backyard and you know, from we'd stay at the grandmother's place and pick the beans and pick. Yeah. So what have you picked? You took up and got that got made into the evening meal. Yeah, yeah. But what would happen was, but. The eggs would come across the fence from the neighbours. Yes, we'd swap things. So they would trade. Absolutely. So they would trade stuff backwards and forwards. So everyone yeah. had, someone had something that someone else didn't have, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that was a little community. It was like kind of their street and the houses, so it was like two streets, they're parallel to each other. Yes. So the houses front onto the street and then the houses backed up. So that whole little block there for most of it, People just traded stuff. It was like a community, and everyone yeah. knew everyone knew everybody. Yes, people would have a um, whether it be a craft or something where you needed mm. to use something that could be recycled. So people would ca- keep their containers or those types of things and pass them down to Shirley yeah. down the road because Shirley makes them into whatever. Yep, type of thing, and that was she'll getting, bring it back with some jam in there. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That makes the little you know the little frilly. Bits on the top with the mm-hmm. little chicken and the yeah mm-hmm. stuff like that, and that's the other thing. That's what I'm saying. So a lot of the fruit, so some of the fruit would go over the fence to the neighbours mm-hmm. and come back as marmalade jam. Mm. So true, so amazing. True. You know, and it's similar with your camera communities. You know, you can borrow some gear. Exactly, and that's the other thing of camera community. Look, and I've done it. I've done it quite a bit with um, the people in the camera community in the Canon Collective, where I've actually lent them some of my gear. Someone said, "Can I? I want to do." I want to try something or what do you think about this? And I go, well, I've got that lens. Do you want to try it? Yep. And in the old days, it would come back with a roll of film so you could take some more pictures. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So so basically, and then give them the tips saying, well, if you use this, do this, do this, do this, and this mm-hmm. is how I use it. These are some of the shots that I've got. These are some of the settings. So it kind of fast tracks people, gives them a kind of a, I suppose, a, a starting point. Mm, absolutely. To absolutely. jump into. Yeah. yeah. No, it's really good. So we've been talking about communities. Yeah. And particularly photography communities. And and I suppose the case study that we're really talking about is we've been talking about Canon and what they've done with the Canon Collective. Mm. 
And like I said, I'm, it's it's such a refreshing thing to see now. And look, I think now with COVID and all the stuff that's happened, it's really refreshing to know you've got other people out there you can kind of lean on and yeah, yeah, get some support out of as well. Absolutely, yeah. So, what do you think our listeners could do after having a listen to us chat about? <laughs> well, I, I think go go seek out go seek out the communities that are around you. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. So we we're talking about community. So what we're going to do, Terry, we'll put some stuff up in the in the notes, yeah, in the, in the show notes about where you can actually find the Canon Collective. That just as a, a starting just my point, starting point, yeah. People might want to just have a bit of a look in, see what it's about. Yeah, and it'd be great. Also, I I'm always interested to find out about what types of communities are out there in the photographic world as well. So if there's any communities that, that our listeners are in, that and they the, think and we finding, could benefit, and they're from, finding them, yeah, beneficial and yeah. being helpful to their photography drop them down in the comments because i'd love to have a look as well i look always interested to see what any, anything that can help your photography mm. um and and these things like really the other good thing about it is they really don't cost anything to be a part no, of it doesn't cost don't. like anything to be a part of than your time yeah that's true and what i'll say about something like the can collective is you'll, you'll you'll get out of what you put into it yes if you sit back and you don't contribute to nothing yeah that's fine you can do that but you find that if you start interacting and start contributing and mm. sharing your ideas mm. and sharing your experience, that you'll actually get more out of it. It's kind of like that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's like exactly paying right. Paying it forward. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. The more you pay it forward, the more more it'll grow. The more it'll grow, and yeah, hopefully, you know, you'll you'll I suppose flourish as a photographer. That's right. Yeah, I totally agree. So your homework is go find a <laughs> go find a community. Not just one. Find a couple. Yeah, go find – that's right. You can be – and I'm a part of more than one community. Yeah, you know, I'm a part of several. So Yeah, you're part, yeah. because they all have something different to offer. That's right. So, yeah. again, Terry, as always, always fantastic to chat. Yeah, thanks so all much. Right. Until again. next time. See, See ya. ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.